Welcome to Beautiful Baggage, confidence, wellness, and wisdom through travel and everyday adventure. I'm Stephanie Martin-Taylor, your guide to this podcast journey. Thanks for joining me. everyone. I took a short break for the Thanksgiving holiday. Thanks for your patience. But I'm happy to be back and with you for episode 18 of the Beautiful Baggage podcast. During this season of gratitude, I want to express my thankfulness for each and every one of you. Whether you're new or have been following me since I launched episode one back in July. It's been really exciting to watch the numbers grow week by week. And I'm so happy to have you here. A reminder that I'm still offering free coaching sessions through December 15th as part of my certification requirements. Thank you so much to those of you who've invited me to work with you. That's really helped me and I hope I've helped you as well. And if you're curious about what coaching entails, please contact me through the coaching tab on my website, yourbeautifulbaggage.com. Don't forget the your, yourbeautifulbaggage.com. And we'll see if we can find a time within the next couple of weeks. In the last podcast I recorded for you, episode 17, I talked about how the holidays offer us opportunities to explore various food traditions and maybe agree to disagree on things like whether the cranberry sauce should be made from fresh berries or served straight from the can as a sliceable jelly. Hint, I came from a family that did the latter. That's not a hint. That's just an admission. (laughs) Um, And honestly, I prefer fresh cranberries now, but I've been converted after seeing light on that one. (laughs) But I did like the other kind too, and I will still eat it if it's presented to me. Uh, Where was I? Oh, uh, by the way, the two dishes I brought to my Thanksgiving dinner at work were well received. My colleagues embraced the idea of eating them during the meal, not after as desserts, Go back and listen to 17, episode 17, for some context here. For those of you who have listened to that episode, it turns out that a number of my colleagues grew up in the South or the Midwestern part of the U.S., and they all said that their traditions weren't that far off from mine. As for my family and friends Thanksgiving gathering last week in my home, I ended up ditching the idea of the pumpkin bread and the blanc mange after all because we ended up having beef as our main dish instead of turkey. As I said, everybody except for me was born in another country and they didn't really have that long held attachment to turkey and a couple of people didn't like it at all. So my husband and I had been eating leftover turkey from my office gathering that I'd taken home for that week, um, <laughs> every single day practically. So we were kind of tur- turkeyed out. So we, we tried something else, but I did end up making a dish I'd never made before a side of bourbon sweet potatoes with pecans and bacon. And it broke the sweet salty rule in a big way. Lots of sugar in that. (laughs) Not healthy, but pretty delicious. And even my husband admitted that there was something to having that as a side dish with all of our savory stuff. It went down well, everyone loved it, and I felt vindicated about my whole sweet salty rule breaking that I like to do. But I respect those who are purists about it. And there is something beautiful about having clean rules for certain cuisines. But not for Thanksgiving. 
<laughs> Since we are well into the holiday season now, I am sticking with the holiday theme for today's podcast because I want to share a bit of what I've learned from a number of holidays I've spent in completely non-traditional ways, sometimes by choice, but on a number of cases out of necessity. I used to think that missing a holiday with my family was unthinkable. And then I got into the broadcast news business and started having to work on holidays. I would switch back and forth with colleagues over one year I would do Christmas and they would do Thanksgiving and then we'd switch. Both of those holidays were really hard to miss. Luckily, in those early years of my career, though, my family was flexible enough to wait for me and have the holidays with me. We would pretend, for example, that December 28th was Christmas Day and we'd unwrap our presents then or we'd eat Thanksgiving dinner on the weekend before. And then I'd fly back to Mississippi or New York or North Carolina or wherever in the country I happen to be working. People who work in the broadcast news business, by the way, move a lot. We work unusual hours and we're kind of like hospital workers or police officers. The work doesn't stop just because it's a national holiday. In fact, the first murder I ever covered as a young TV reporter in a little town in Idaho was on a holiday. Not a little town. It was Idaho Falls, Idaho, which was about 50,000 people. I believe the murder happened on Thanksgiving. It might have been Christmas, but I'm pretty sure it was Thanksgiving because I remember the snow and I don't remember the, the Christmas decorations, but I just remember how quiet it was in the neighborhood and standing behind the police tape, the yellow police tape that you see in crime dramas. And we'd have to stand behind it with other TV news reporters and, and the other journalists in town who were there waiting to hear from police about what had happened, all the while looking straight ahead of us, um, closer to the house where the murder had happened, the man's body was lying under a blanket on the ground for us to see. And it was just literally chilling and sobering. And it made me realize that when you have a quote unquote normal Thanksgiving holiday or normal Christmas, you're lucky because that's not the case for so many people. As a reporter, I spent another Thanksgiving shadowing a father and daughter who were volunteering with Meals on Wheels. They were dropping off pre-cooked Thanksgiving dinners to people. Most of them were elderly or disabled with no one to celebrate with them. And as we visited home after home, I realized just how hidden these people are, shut away in their own homes most of the time. And I developed a sense of overwhelming gratitude and respect for people who give up their holidays to deliver warm meals and a moment of human connection. And for people who give up just their regular days for that. Uh, it's, it's a year-round thing. I got a real sense of the feeling of isolation on a holiday myself once on the road. I was moving to San Francisco for my new job as an anchor and reporter at the local NPR affiliate. And that required that I and my dog Bella move cross country from North Carolina where I had worked before. And it happened over Thanksgiving. That was the only way I was gonna get there in time for my job to start. I had to go over the holiday. My dog Bella kept me company through the long journey and I found hotels that allowed dogs and gave her special treats all along the way. But meals I had to eat by myself. In Clinton, Oklahoma, where Highway 40 merges for a time with the famous Route 66, I stopped to eat at a roadside restaurant that was advertising a full Thanksgiving buffet. I felt like I needed to mark the holiday in some way, so I made sure the temperature was comfortable in the car, locked Bella in her crate, and I took about 20 or 30 minutes to have some turkey, some cranberry sauce, 
green beans, and pumpkin pie, my favorite. Oh my gosh, it was strangely satisfying to get to check the box on the Thanksgiving meal. It was also such an odd, disconnected feeling to be eating by myself while surrounded by local families from the plains of Oklahoma. They were dressed in their best button-down shirts, and the women were dressed in sparkly sweaters, and they were eating their meals together. It felt really awkward for me. Really awkward. I felt like I was in a fishbowl, although I'm not sure if anyone was really paying attention to me. But I was also pretty fascinated by it. I got a new perspective about how some families spend their Thanksgivings at roadside restaurants. I didn't know. (laughs) I felt brave and like a reporter. And after it was all over, somehow more emotionally resilient. After all of those experiences, I love nostalgia and tradition, but I've also learned that it's also not something to hold on to so tightly. You need to have compassion for yourself and others when holidays are spent somewhere far from home or they just they go in a way that you didn't expect or want. A few years ago, my husband and I had a fantastic, traditional, delicious Thanksgiving dinner at a friend's house, and it was wonderful. Lots of their friends and relatives, their dogs, their children. But after many, many hours of food and games and going around the table saying what we were all grateful for, one of the children got into a squabble with his brother and then had a meltdown, total meltdown. He started wailing, why can't we have a normal Thanksgiving? Tears running down his cheeks. My husband and I laughed because for us, it had been a really good holiday, the kind to celebrate and enjoy, and it felt pretty normal. Maybe it was us (laughs) that wasn't so normal for this child. But um, we realized that some of the things that families have arguments over or get stressed out about are really so minor in the grand scheme of things. Especially I've realized that when after seeing what the holiday is like in places that I spent as a news reporter, out with the highway patrol looking for drunk drivers, for example, in a soup kitchen feeding the homeless, on a crime scene like the murder I witnessed or the murder scene I had to go out to in Idaho. And of course, traveling. I've had some unusual travel experiences on holidays. I remember once Thanksgiving Day in Hong Kong, spending it in a dim sum restaurant. It's the first time I'd ever had dim sum. Have you ever had that? It's it's such an amazing experience. It's really delicious and it's kind of like Thanksgiving. I, I think it's hard to go through a dim sum experience where they're bringing one type of food after another to your table and you just keep ordering and ordering and ordering. After it's over, it does kind of feel like Thanksgiving because if you do it right, you're stuffed. (laughs) If you do it right. But yeah, in Hong Kong, just watching that everyday crowd from Hong Kong enjoy an everyday meal, it wasn't a holiday for them. And it was this weird feeling of disconnection, being something being lost in translation. But that's part of the experience of adventure is, you know, again, traveling off the well-worn path. And sometimes that means traveling away from comfortable traditions that we love. So as you prepare to celebrate more holidays in the coming weeks, if that's part of your tradition, I wish you a normal-ish experience, but not so normal that you lose perspective on this complicated and crazy world we live in. It's bittersweet, of course, but it's also a blessing in a way to not get so caught up in expectation and ideas of perfection. And it helps increase your gratitude for all the real blessings in your life. That's my opinion. What do you think? 
come on over to my website, yourbeautifulbaggage.com and leave me a comment there. Or you can come over to my Facebook page. There's a link to that as well. I'm still getting that up and running, but I would love to hear from you and I'd love to start a conversation there as well. So just come on over and leave a comment. Let me know what you think. I always love hearing from listeners. Again, a belated happy Thanksgiving to all of you, even those of you who don't live in countries that celebrate Thanksgiving. I wish you all the best for this season. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of Beautiful Packet.